Chronicles chapter 26. Wasn't that beautiful? Man, aren't you thankful for grace this morning? Where would we be without the grace of God? I don't even want to think about it. While you're turning there, I just want to remind you next Sunday is homecoming. Be here for homecoming next week. Bring your neighbors, bring your family, bring your friends, bring everybody with you. We will not have Sunday school next Sunday. We will meet here at 10 o'clock in place of Sunday school. We will have the Palmer family here be singing for us. I know you will enjoy them. So everybody plan on being here at 10 o'clock next Sunday after they sing by church, regular church service time. We will begin our morning service. And then we will have fellowship afterwards. And then we will have vacation Bible school starting. Uh, if you need something to do, we'll have plenty to do around here the next few weeks. So uh, I'm excited about what God is fixing to do in this place. I'm excited about vacation Bible school. I want you to be excited. I hope you're already excited. If you're not, I encourage you to get excited. I can't wait for all the souls that's going to come in here, and we're going to get to share with them the greatest story that's ever been told. Now, I'll remind you, church, what we're holding in our hands, and we got to get it to this lost and dying world. And I want to encourage you, just like Jesus did, go on the highways and the hedges, and let's compel them to come in. And uh, next Saturday, we're going to get that chance, 9 o'clock, uh, we're going to meet, we're going to go out, and we're going to meet at the different stores and different places. We have enough people. We're going to knock doors and we're going to pass out invitations uh, for homecoming and Bible school. So be here next Saturday at 9 o'clock. Uh, I'm just ex- excited about what the Lord's doing in our midst. I'm ready to see what He has for us. Y'all glad to be here today? Let's stand. Stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 1. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king in the room of his father, Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father, Amaziah, did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines, and broke down the walls of Gath, and the wall of Jabneh, and the wall of Ashdod, and built the cities of Ashdod and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines. Look over in verse 15. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, and he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priest, the son of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord. Then Uzziah was wroth and had a censure in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest and the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. 
And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death, and dwelt in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of your word. May we apply this to our hearts and life today. Lord, may you give us understanding. Lord, what a great story we have here. We find the rise of a great man, and we find the fall of a great man, Lord. And I pray that we'd apply this story to our hearts and life. May you get all the honor and glory from this sermon today. Lord, I need your help. I do not want to preach this in my power or my ability. Lord, I want to preach it in your power. I want to preach it in your ability. Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit today. Lord, I pray that we allow your Holy Spirit to fill this place and to move and to lead and guide and direct. And Lord, I pray that we'd grieve not that Holy Spirit this morning, Lord. Oh, Lord, help us. Lord, I pray that souls would be saved today. Lord, I pray the saved would be rekindled, Lord. Lord, set us on fire for you. I love you, and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning about the life of King Uzziah. The life of King Uzziah. King Uzziah is not a very well-known king, but King Uzziah was the tenth king of Judah. He reigned over Judah for 52 years, what the Bible said. During his ministries, uh, he had the prophets of Amos, Hosea, and of course, most famous, Isaiah. If you remember in Isaiah 6, 1, this is where King Uzziah is the most popular, uh, where it said, Isaiah 6, 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. That same King Uzziah that Isaiah looked up to, that same King Uzziah that Isaiah thought the world of, is the same King Uzziah that we read of in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 26. We see that King Uzziah was a very popular king. He was loved by the people. There's no doubt that even the prophets loved this king. Uh, He was very, very popular. He was very uh, wealthy. He was rich. He was very prosperous in his kingdom. There was no doubt that he was a successful king of Judah. At this time, the nation was divided between Israel and Judah, but he was very, uh, very prosperous in his reign. I want you to know that during his reign, the kingdom prospered, the nation prospered, the people around him prospered. I want you to know that there were tons of inventions, there were tons of money made, if you will, during his reign. Economics was at its highest during the reign of this man. Everything was good during the reign of this man. But we see the rise of this man, but we also see the fall of this man. And I want us to see how this man rose the way he did, but I also want us to pay attention to how he fell the way he did. I'll tell you what, it's amazing how quick you can rise in in society. It's amazing how quick you can rise to the top, but it's amazing you can work a lifetime getting to the top in the matter of a blink of an eye, you can fall. And you can fall from that great place that God has brought you to. So I want us to look the rise and fall of this man, and I want us to see how we can apply this to our life today. And number one, I want us to see the faith that he showed. I want you to look in verse number four. It said, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. 
Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then in 2 Chronicles 26 said that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. How do you do what is right in the sight of the Lord? It begins with a life of faith. How did this man prosper the way he prospered? I want you to know that King Uzziah was a man of faith. He got to where he got because of the faith that he had in the Lord. The Bible says here that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. I want you to know that the world does not always do what is right in the sight of the Lord. We do not always do what is right in the sight of the Lord. So how do we get to the place that we do what is right in the sight of the Lord? We begin that life by placing our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And the only way to please the Lord today is by us placing our faith and trust in Him. The only way to begin a successful life is stop what you're doing and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you today. Do not do the things of the world. Do not go the ways of the world. Do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And the way to begin that life is by placing your faith and trust in Jesus. You begin that life by trusting in Him. And you can do all the good works you want to. You can be faithful to church. You can come here every time the doors is open. If you don't have faith in God, you're not doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord. You need to start by trusting in the Lord. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord according to what he saw his daddy do. I like that. He did what he saw his daddy did in his life. He seen the success that his father had. He seen the faith that his father had. And because his faith, his dad had that kind of faith, he had that same kind of faith. How does a man, how does a young boy grow up and learn how to have faith in God? Because they watch their mama and their daddy have faith in God. I want you to know that it begins with a mama and daddy having faith in God. Our kids need to see us do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And this little boy knew how to do right in the eyes of the Lord because his daddy did. His mama did. I want you to know that his parents had faith in God. He seen that faith and he responded to that faith. I want you to know that he knew how to please God because his mom and daddy told him how to please God. And they weren't these kind of parents that just said, look, this is what you need to do. And then they turned around and they went and lived their own life. Let me tell you something. Parents, if you party all the time, don't be surprised that your kids become partiers when they grow up. Listen, hey, I'm trying to be honest here. If you have a filthy mouth around your kids, expect your kids to have a filthy mouth too. If you have faith in God and you serve God, you expect your kids to do the same thing. Amen? And they'll catch on to what you're doing because I promise you they look up to you and they're going to follow you. This little boy only did what he was taught to do. He seen his daddy have faith in his life. He said, I'm going to have faith too. Oh, I pray that my kids will see the faith of their mom and daddy. I pray that my kids would see their mom and daddy do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And may I tell you what is right in the eyes of the Lord is opposed in the society in which we live today. If you do what is right in the eyes of the Lord, you may not please the multitudes. You probably won't please all of your friends and all the community. But as long as you please God, that's all that matters. And when he began his reign, he began to reign in the ways of the Lord. 
And every decision he made, he did it according to thus saith the Lord. And I imagine a lot of people argued with him. I imagine a lot of people disagreed with him, but he didn't care. Because his faith was in God, and all he wanted to do was please the Lord. I encourage you today to get to a place in your life where you don't care what everybody else does. You don't care what all the other young families are doing. You don't care what all the other kids are doing. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. May I tell you that we need to get that way today, child of God. We need to have that faith. We need to have faith in God in this life. Notice what the Bible said here in verse 4. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. Now notice this. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding and the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. He trusted in the Lord. And because he trusted in the Lord, every time it was time to make a decision, he sought God's advice. He sought God's wisdom. You see, this king did not act in his power. He acted in the power of God. He did not act in his own wisdom, but he acted in the wisdom of the Lord. May I tell you where we mess up is when we live life in our own ability. When we live life in our own power. When we make decisions in our own knowledge and in our own wisdom. May I tell you that if you have faith in God, that we need to seek God in everything. Big things, small things, we need to seek the Lord. May I tell you that our messes come when we turn our back against the Lord and we think we know what is best for us. May I tell you there's nobody that knows better than what you need in your life than the Lord this morning. And what He wants for you is good. What He wants for you is acceptable. What He wants for you is perfect this morning. I ask you, do you have faith in the Lord? Do you do according to the Word of God? Do you seek Him in all the decisions that you make? I want you to notice, number two, the fruit that He shared. I want you to notice this at the end of verse 5. As long as He sought the Lord, God made Him to prosper. Isn't that beautiful? People ask the question, how do you succeed in life? And as you go through school and you go through college, there's different ways that are taught how to have success. May I tell you, according to thus saith the Lord, if you want a successful life, you follow the Lord. You put your faith and trust in Jesus. You rely on Him for everything. When every decision comes along, you stop and you pray about it. You do what is right and according to the Lord in His eyes, in His eyes only. And may I tell you that He will make you to prosper. He will bless the work of your hands. May I tell you that when you're following God and you're living life and you're trying to do what is right according to the eyes of the Lord, there's going to be times that you struggle. There's going to be rough days. There's going to be hard days. But may I tell you that God is going to bless somebody that wakes up in the morning and place their faith and trust in the Lord. It is amazing when we get in His will and we get to doing what He wants us to do, how He can prosper everything around us. It is amazing that when a man and a woman gets right with the Lord, that everything they begin to touch begins to produce fruit. And everything they do prospers. Do you remember Joseph? Everything he put his hand on, God prospered it because Joseph was a man of the Lord and he had faith in God and every day he trusted in the Lord. So every day that he put his hand on something, hey, the world hated him. The world did everything, his brothers did everything to strip him of his glory, but God blessed his faith. 
And I want you to know that God is going to bless our faith. I want you to know that God is going to bless your faithfulness. He's going to bless your dedication. You want success in life. Don't follow the ideas of society. Follow the Word of God. You want to have a successful family? Be like Joshua and say, As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You want fruit in your life? Sell out to the Lord. Be faithful to God. You know, we, we come in, we come to church, and we get in the Bible, and we pray only when we need something. And sometimes our Christian life gets to that place to where the only time we serve God is when we can get something out of it. The only time we pray is when we need something. The only time we study our Bibles is when we're at the lowest of the low. Friend, let me tell you something. Our relationship with God should not be that way. And then when we get that way and everything falls to pieces, we wonder what has happened. Every day, every day seek God. Every day do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And I want you to know that He will make you to prosper. I want you to notice this in verse 6. It said, And He went forth and warred against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath. He began to go out and He became successful in war. Notice verse 7, And God helped him. May I tell you that we need God's help today? Families, you need the help of God. You need the help of God in your marriage. You need the help of God in your work. You need the help of God in your everyday life. You know why this man was so successful? Because God helped him in everything that he did. I'll tell you what. Everything that I do, I want God to be with me. (laughs) And I want God to bless everything. But most of all, I want His help. I need His help. May I tell you this morning, we need the help of the Lord. Are you all with me this morning? We need His help. We need His help. And the way that we get His help is by showing our faith. Every day, trust Him, Lord, here it is. God, here it is. Here it is. I'm putting it all in Your hands. God, here it is. Take it. Take it from me. And friend, God's going to help you. God's going to help you. He went to the Philistines. He went to Gath. He went to all these cities. Everywhere He went, He experienced victory. Isn't it amazing how much victory comes through faith? May I remind you that victories only come through faith in the Lord. If you want victory in your life, you've got to start by having faith. And this man had faith, and I want you to know God made him to prosper. And when you have faith in God, you're going to begin to experience victory after victory after victory. There wasn't a king that could touch him. There wasn't a nation that could touch him. There wasn't anybody that could touch this man because God had His hand upon him. And nobody could hurt him because God's hand was upon that man. Oh man, I want God's hand upon me like that. Hello, are y'all awake? I want God's hand upon this church that way. Amen? Man, I'm telling you, nobody could stop this man. The devil himself could not stop him because God was causing him to prosper. And he helped him in every single aspect of life. Notice this next verse. Notice over in verse 15. And it goes through about all that he did during his ministry and all the money he made. It said in verse 15, He made in Jerusalem engines invited by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped. Isn't that awesome? He was marvelously helped. When people looked at this man, they said he had a power upon him that was different than any other king that has ever served. There was a power upon this man that was different than any other man in the kingdom. He was marvelously helped. That means things took place in his life that people could not explain. 
Man, things took place in his life and God did things in this life that people just couldn't explain because he had so much help. Friend, that's what happens. That's a successful life. May I remind you, that's better than having all the money in the world. May I remind you, that's better than having all the big houses and all the fancy cars and all the fancy stuff. Friend, you don't need all that. You simply need the help of God in your life. You need His hand upon your life. You need that protective hedge about you. He was marvelously helped. Aren't we marvelously helped? <laughs> Hadn't God just shown out in our life? May I tell you this, that He shown out when I didn't even deserve Him to show out in my life. Boy, that's grace, isn't it, Miss Marlene? When I don't even deserve it. When I don't even deserve, He still marvelously helps me. He still comes to me. Even when I'm unfaithful and undedicated, God has been faithful and dedicated to me. Man, that's grace. That's that unmerited favor. we got help all around us. The Lord is helping His families. We need His help. We need the hand of God upon our families. We need the hand of God upon our church. I don't want blessings according to the world. I don't want blessings according to what society... I want the blessings of God. You want the blessings of God? Simple. Let's have faith. Let's trust the Lord and the blessings are going to come. And He's going to bless our efforts. You know this week we're going to go out, we're going to knock doors. And this is what I found in that, that every time you may hand out 500 flyers and you may knock doors, you may invite, 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 and we think there's going to be 50 people next Sunday. It don't ever work that way. Not when I've done it. I hope it does next weekend. Amen? I hope it works that way. But it seems like there's always at least one family. And there's always at least one that gets saved. And when you put in that work, and you have faith in God, and you put forward a little bit, God blesses. God prospers. Friend, I I don't know about y'all, but I want to see souls saved. I want to see souls saved. Through Vacation Bible School, I want to see souls saved. Through church camps, Brother Trey, I want to see souls saved. It's going to start by us, from us, by placing our faith in the Lord and becoming obedient to Him. And friend, we're going to see fruit. Isn't it horrible to labor and labor and labor and see no fruit for your labors? Because a lot of times we labor within our own strength. We labor within our own knowledge, friend. Labor in Jesus. And eventually He's going to bless it. He's going to bless it. God is faithful. He's going to help us. Hey, when you've let Him down, He hasn't let you down. He's been faithful. Keep trusting in Him. When it gets hard, trust more. When it gets hard, pray more. Study more. Go to church more. Hello? When it gets harder, don't get worse. Get better. Amen? Draw closer to the Lord. Have more faith in the Lord. Now, I want you to notice this at the end of this verse. If you're with me, say amen. For he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Now, I want you to notice the frivolous acts that he sowed. This man had faith in God and God blessed him. God prospered him. He had all kinds of blessings. I want you to know that he was on the highest level of life. He was popular. He was rich. And he had every single thing. He was very simply on the mountaintop experience of his life. I'm telling you, he had it all going for him. I want you to know that sometimes that can be some of the most dangerous times in our life. Sometimes it's in those valleys that we trust in the Lord more. But when we get to that mountaintop, we get cocky, we get arrogant, and we take the blessings of God and we make them burdens in our life. 
and we get to the place where we get so prideful, we get so arrogant that we think we did this, the success came from us, we did all of this, and all this money and all this success, this is what I did. And I want you to know that he was marvelously helped, notice what it said, till he was strong. Till he was strong. Notice verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. This man was fixing to lose everything he had, and it wasn't because of God, it was because of him. I want you to know this man rose because he had his faith and trust in the Lord. May I tell you that this man fell a lot quicker than he rose because he took his faith out of God. And he put his faith in himself. And all the blessings that he had, he said, i got everything I need now. I don't need God anymore. That's simply where he got. He said, I've got everything I need. I've got all this wisdom. I've got all this power. I am all that I need. Friend, he was wrong and we're wrong if we get to that place. Jesus is all that we need. Don't ever get to the place where you are so prosperous and God has prospered your life and there's blessings upon it that you allow those blessings to become the very thing that drives you away from the Lord. I want you to know those things he had, those came from God. And he used those very things to stand between, between him and God. May I tell you, when we talk about this building, this building God intends to be a blessing, not a burden. But there's a lot of times that we allow the blessings of God to become the burdens in our life. And God never intends it to be that way. And he gives us these blessings and blessings and blessings. Friend, listen, don't take credit for it. This man got to the place, well, look what I did. Boy, look at the success in my life. I'm successful. And he forgot about God. Do you know what he did? When it came time to offer incense, he tried to take the place of the priest. He got so high and mighty within himself, he thought he could go into the very presence of God, that he didn't need anybody else because he's King Uzziah and he had it all and I can do anything. And the priest stood against him and they said, You're wrong. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. He ignored them because he was prideful. He was lifted up. And he said, I'm going to do this. He went in and did it. Leprosy came upon him. And all that he worked for for all of them years, it fell just like that. The king that was so great, the king that prospered so much because God caused him to prosper, he lost it and fell just like that. You can work 50 years for a life of success. You can work 50 years and have the blessings of God upon you. But when you get to the place that you're so lifted up and exalted that you don't need God anymore, and you don't glorify Him anymore, and you don't worship Him anymore, may I tell you, you get ready to fall. Because you're going to fall. And it is sad when we get to that place. Friend, when you get to that place, don't get lifted up in pride. Don't get arrogant. Listen, remember what I said. When you get to that place on that mountaintop experience, praise His holy name. To Him be all the honor and all the glory. When Uzziah took credit for it, when Uzziah got prideful about it, that's when he messed up. When he said, you know, look at what I've done. Look at what... How many times have we done that? Boy, look at how much time I invested. Friend, God gave you that time. Well, this is my life and this is my strength. Friend, you wouldn't have strength if it wasn't for the Lord. Well, I get up every morning because God gave you the breath to wake up. Well, look at all these clothes. God allowed you to have those clothes. You can lose every bit of it right now today. Ask Job. He'll tell you about it. Don't trust in those things. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Friend, 
The way to rise, the way to move up, is not turning our back on God, not being disobedient. It's simply stopping and placing our faith and trust in the Lord. He did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to what His Father did. Hey, that's all He knew to do, because that's what He saw Daddy do. What does your kid see Daddy do today? What does your kid see Mama do today? A lot of times we get mad at kids for how they're acting. They come into Awana. We get mad at them for how they act. Friend, they come from homes that they're doing all they've been taught to do. It's all they know. They're disrespectful in church. They get mad. They're disrespectful to people because mom and daddy is. Friend, our kids are watching us. And they're learning. And I promise you that they're going to follow in the ways that you walk today. Oh, this little king, he just did what daddy taught him to do. Yeah, he messed up. But as long as he placed his faith and trust in the Lord, God took care of him. God prospered him. Let me tell you something today. Success does not just come from education of this world, okay? It has its place. But success comes by placing our faith and trust in the Lord. Success comes when men like Joshua stand up and said, I don't care what anybody else in the world does. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Friend, families are falling every day. Families are destroyed every single day. Kingdoms, people's kingdoms, people's worlds are crumbling down every single day because their faith is not in the Lord. Do you realize there's divorces happening every single day? Do you realize families are tearing apart every single day? Do you realize churches are tearing apart every single day? And friend, they don't have to. This man world fell to pieces because he took his eyes off the Lord and he quit trusting God. And friend, you can leave this place and you can take your eyes off the Lord and you can say, I'm going to trust in myself, but you get ready because it's coming. It's coming. Hey, I want Him to be pleased with our life today. I want to do what is right in His eyes. I don't know your life. I don't know your heart. But I do know we live in a society today that we need more men like Joshua to stand up and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We need more families to stand up and say, you know what, I don't care what the world does because my family is going to serve God. Let me, let me tell you this. God's going to bless you. If you do what is right, as hard as it may be, God's going to bless you. And you say, well, preacher, if I do that, I may lose this, I may lose this, I may lose this. May I say, when it comes to serving God, we have nothing to lose. But we have everything to gain. And even though we may struggle on this side and we may struggle on this earth when we serve the Lord, may I tell you, the blessings we got waiting for us is beyond our imagination. I have not seen or ear heard the things that God has prepared for us. Friend, may I tell you, it's worth serving the Lord. God is faithful to us. I ask you today, how faithful are you? Maybe you've been that King Uzziah and you've been lifted up in pride and you've trusted in your own wisdom and your own strength. Stop it right now today and go to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. Lord, forgive me where I failed you. Stop that right now. Maybe, daddies, you just hadn't been living that example. Let's stop right now. Let's get our wife by the hand and let's lead her down to these altars this morning. Man, I tell you, we need to carry our families to the altars. 
Let's get our family to the altar and ask the blessings of God to be upon our families. Oh, if more men would leave their families to the altars. Man, our families need to get on their knees today. We need God in our lives. We need to be marvelously helped. We need His hand upon us. Friend, we ought not desire the prosperity of this world, but the prosperity of God upon our family. If you want it, it's going to start by us getting on our knees this morning. I want to ask you to stand very quiet, very reverent. If you need to be saved, I want to invite you to come down. Let me show you how to be saved. You need to make a decision this morning. Come. Public decision, come. Man, I want to encourage you to grab your families. Come to the altar. Be like Joshua. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. The invitation's open. These altars are open. How many Joshuas would stand up this morning? How many men will stand up and lead their families to the altar? If you have a public decision this morning, would you come? Don't wait. 